In less than a year, our podcast has gone from an average of 10,000 downloads a month to 50,000 downloads. What made the difference? You leaving us a five-star review. The more positive reviews, the more the algorithm picks us up, and more people are confronted by the law and gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us press forward the crown rights of King Jesus by leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks. Join Douglas Wilson, Dr. Joseph Boot, Brian Sauvey, Eric Kahn, and myself on March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd for our 2024 conference. It's called Blueprints for Christendom 2.0. Go and visit rightresponseconference.com to register today. We hope to see you at the conference in March. What's the difference between the Reformed Baptist denomination and evangelical denomination? Can one be Calvinist and evangelical? Okay, um, leave the question up there for just a moment. So I'm going to do like what I just said. So Jesus, you know, people would ask him a question. He would decline to answer their question. And then he would answer um, another question that he thought was actually more pertinent. I'm going to do a little bit of that with you, sir, Ian, but, but not completely. I want to honor your question as much as I can. But I think this is what you mean. Okay. So, and maybe you don't mean this, and maybe it's just just um, a misconception, just just something that, that you know, just an area of ignorance. So let, let me dispel some of that. Um, evangelicalism is not um, really a denomination. So, so when people say evangelical Christians or evangelicals, um, what they're actually talking about is an overarching collection of multiple denominations. And, and what constitutes an evangelical Christian uh, at the individual level or an evangelical church, speaking of local churches, or an evangelical denomination, um, um, is, is does this church or individual person um, or denomination, do they preach an Orthodox Christian gospel? So evangelicals, right? And, and it's tough because with many words, there's debates about how to define that. But, but in recent history, in, you know, in general, the way that the word evangelical has been defined and understood has been any denomination, multiple denominations, any denomination, any local church, any individual person, um, who believes that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Okay, so some would maybe differ with what I'm about to say, but most evangelicals would agree that um, Catholic is not evangelical, Roman Catholicism. So it'd be evangelicals and Catholics. That's one of the things that Billy Graham uh, did in his later years that I would reject. I think this was wrong. Um, I don't like that he did this, but towards the end of his ministry, he, he had a big push for Catholics and evangelicals to unite. Now, it's one thing for Catholics and evangelicals to unite on, for instance, the issue of the sanctity of life, because we believe uh, the exact same thing. Uh, but it's another for evangelicals and Catholics to unite in the work of evangelism, because that has to do with the gospel. And Roman Catholics... Um, do not believe the same gospel that we do as evangelical Christians. They believe another gospel. I love Roman Catholics. Um, I love them immensely. Um, I'm grateful for a lot of what they do. Um, 
but they do believe another gospel. They don't believe that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, according to the scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. Sola, right? The Latin word sola, alone. That's the contention. There's the rub. The Council of Trent still is the current standard for Roman Catholicism. This has never been undone. This has never been um, overridden. The Council of Trent anathematized that we are saved by grace through faith in Christ, according to the scripture, to the glory of God alone. And that is the gospel. So what I'm saying is this, that the Council of Trent, which is still the official position of the Roman Catholic Church to this day, anathematized, that is, it cursed, said, let him be accursed. And what did they curse? The gospel of Jesus Christ. That's a big deal. I love Catholics. And I am partnering in some capacities with Catholics when it comes to political, cultural issues. And yet, no matter how cozy I might get, if I ever stop saying what I'm saying in this video right now, then call me out for being a hypocrite. I don't want to get so cozy on some cultural issues where we can agree um, that, that, I, that I stop preaching in love the truth to our Roman Catholic friends that what they believe is another gospel. It's not another presentation or, or a, a, another version. No, it is a whole other alternative gospel. It is not the gospel. Okay, so usually when, when you think of, you know, large banner being Christian, you know, and this is just the language that people use. So I'm not, I'm not making an objective theological statement now. Okay, but people, you know, if somebody was, was an atheist historian tracking, you know, Christian influence throughout the world, they, they would use, especially over the last, you know, 50, you know, to 80 years, they would say, well, underneath the larger Christian banner, you have Catholics and then you have, you know, uh, evangelicals. And then they might add some other categories like Unitarians. And again, I'm not making a theological statement saying that all these people are in fact Christians, but I'm just saying this is how, you know, a historian would look at it is you've got the larger banner of Christian. And then underneath that, you have like Roman Catholic, evangelical, and some other things that are included that really probably should not be included as Christian. But my point is on that evangelical category um, has... Uh, within recent history, it has been understood widely to include Baptist, Reformed Baptists, like in your question, Sir Ian, um, Presbyterians, Anglicans, um, Lutherans, uh, multiple different denominations, all evangelical. So your question is saying, is there a difference between Reformed Baptist denomination and evangelical denomination? And, and what I'm saying is um, evangelical is not a denomination. Um, so, so you're, you're naming one particular denomination, namely Reformed Baptist that falls underneath a larger category, which is evangelical. Finally, a coffee company that doesn't hate you and your beliefs. Today's sponsor, Squirrely Joe's Coffee is a thoroughly Christian company that ships seriously good coffee straight to your front door. 
owned and operated by Joe Morris and his family out of Olney, Illinois. They believe that Christians should be building a thoroughly Christian economy by doing business with other like-minded Christians. They also donate a portion of their proceeds to Operation Underground Railroad to help end child trafficking. Just go to squirrelyjoes.com and use promo code RRM for 20% off your purchase. Squirrely Joe's Coffee, share coffee, serve humbly, live faithfully. Folks, now this is a product you're going to want to try. It's called Biltong. It's a traditional meat snack from South Africa, kind of like beef jerky, except without any of the preservatives, sugar, or soy. If you're hungry and you need a protein bar, don't do it. It's filled with sugar and carbs. Instead, you're going to want to grab some Farmer Bill's Biltong. It's got all the protein and the fat that your body actually needs. There's also a nice marbling with each slice, so it's kind of like having a preserved New York strip. Farmer Bills provides four fantastic flavors. You've got original, spicy chili, smokehouse, and bison. And all you got to do is go to their website to order. That's farmerbillsprovisions.com. The owner of this company is a post-millennial reformed Christian who loves our show. Support the parallel Christian economy again by going to farmerbillsprovisions.com. Um, now, the question that I, I think will be helpful for you and our other listeners would be a question like this, for instance. Um, is there a difference between Reformed Baptist and Calvinistic Baptist within both underneath the banner of evangelicalism, but two different denominations, or at least two different, if not official denominations, two different movements or expressions of evangelicalism? Reformed Baptist versus Calvinistic Baptist. And I would say, yes, there is a difference between being a Calvinistic Baptist and a Reformed Baptist. Let me give you two names. So I'll first um, articulate the difference, the distinction by, by naming some guys, and then I'll, I'll name some doctrines, okay? So in terms of um, some people, John MacArthur would be one of your quintessential Calvinistic Baptists that is not a Reformed Baptist. He is a Calvinistic Baptist. He would hold to the five points of, he'd hold to the five solas, right? So saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, according to the scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. So he'd hold to the five solas, but beyond that, he would hold to um, the tulip, the five points of Calvinism, the doctrines of grace, okay? Total depravity, unconditional election, limited or uh, definite atonement, irresistible grace, and the perseverance of all saints, right? So John MacArthur is a Calvinist. He is a card-carrying Calvinist, okay? But he is not a Reformed Baptist. He is a Calvinistic Baptist. An example of a Reformed Baptist, um, to name someone on, on that side of the aisle, would be someone like, um, well, Vody Bauckham, Right, so I'm trying to name you know bigger guys that you would recognize. Oh, here's another one: um, James White, James White, and myself. I assume you know who I am if you're watching this video. You know at least a little bit about me enough to to click on this and and to still be here watching. Um, but so someone like Vody Bauckham, somebody like uh, James White, and somebody like Joel Webin, we would be Reformed Baptist, um, not merely Calvinistic Baptist like John MacArthur, but Reformed Baptist. So um, there is a distinction. So both under the banner of evangelicalism, but two different expressions: both evangelical, both orthodox, both Christian, um, but two different expressions. Uh, the difference in terms of names, people, John MacArthur, Calvinistic Baptist, somebody like Vody Bauckham, Reformed Baptist. Now, the difference in terms of doctrine, um, here would be your differences. Um, the big 
quintessential difference is that a Reformed Baptist is someone who is confessional. Um, they, they hold to um, one of the historic, well, not just one of, but quintessentially the historic Reformed confession of faith for Baptists, namely the 1689. Um, John MacArthur would not hold to the 1689. He would agree with a lot of it a lot of it, but he would not be able to affirm outright the entirety of the 1689 Second London Baptist Confession of Faith. Votibachum would, James White would, I would. So we are Reformed Baptist, and primarily the first big, the biggest doctrinal distinction that that means in being Reformed Baptist is that we are confessionally Reformed Baptist, or also historically known as particular Baptist. Now, in that confession, what are some of the isolated individual doctrines that are different than uh, someone like MacArthur, who's uh, merely a Calvinistic Baptist, faithful, grateful for MacArthur, but merely a Calvinistic Baptist? Why, do, well, why are you saying merely? That sounds like you know a pejorative. That sounds derogatory. Well, I'm saying merely because a Calvinistic Baptist believes less. So that's why I'm using the, the, you know, the adjective merely. They believe less than the confessional Baptist. And this is what I mean. Um, the Calvinistic Baptist would affirm less of the 1689 confession. So, so maybe MacArthur's right. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean that in an insulting way, but I'm saying he, he would hold to less of the reformed confession of faith for Baptist, namely the 1689. What are some of the things that MacArthur would not hold that someone who affirms the entirety of the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith would hold? MacArthur would not hold to um, Christian Sabbatarianism, the Sabbath. Um, the Christian Sabbath, whether you um, are Reformed Presbyterian affirming the Westminster Confession of Faith or Reformed Baptist, both confessional, um, affirming the 1689 Confession of Faith. On both sides of the aisle, if you're Reformed Presbyterian or Reformed Baptist, you would hold to the Christian Sabbath. The Christian Sabbath believes that the fourth commandment in Exodus 20 and the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue, the fourth commandment is belonging to the moral law of God rather than ceremonial law of God, particular to the Old Covenant and to Israel the nation state of Israel during the time of the old covenant. Um, we would say, no, the Sabbath is not ceremonial law. It is moral law. And that Jesus as Lord of the Sabbath does not remove the Sabbath. He doesn't abrogate the Sabbath, the fourth commandment. He does not remove it, but rather he renewed the Sabbath from the last day of the week, namely Saturday, which is when the Jewish people would observe the Sabbath as they were instructed by God, the seventh day of the week. Jesus has not removed the Sabbath, but renewed the Sabbath from the last day of the week, Saturday, to the first day of the week, Sunday, by virtue of it being the day that he rose from the grave. By virtue of his resurrection, he renewed, not removed, but renewed the Sabbath from the last to the first day of the week. And the Sabbath, the fourth commandment within the Decalogue, belongs to the moral law of God and not merely the ceremonial law. There are ceremonial aspects of the Sabbath, but it is a moral law, meaning it is an institute, um, a precept that God gives not just to Jewish people, but to all people in all places throughout all time. So Reformed Baptists are confessional. One of the aspects of being confessional rather than non-confessional and merely Calvinistic Baptist is the issue of 
the Sabbath. Also, that gets into um, our views of the law. It also gets into covenant theology. One of the very um, big specific tenets of the 1689 of being Reformed Baptist versus Calvinistic Baptist is that Reformed Baptists, who would, they affirm the, the Reformed Confession of Faith for Baptists, the 1689, is that they would adhere to covenant theology and not dispensationalism. John MacArthur is not a covenant theologian. He would reject covenant theology. In his defense, he rejects covenant theology because he wants to hold to a very strict, um, historical, grammatical, literal hermeneutic in the way that he reads and interprets scripture. Um, and he would have less room for an analogical or typological or Christological piece in that hermeneutic. Whereas Reformed Presbyterians with the Westminster and Reformed Baptists with the 1689, we would affirm John MacArthur's hermeneutic. We wouldn't hold to anything less than that. But again, we would hold to something in addition to that. We would say it needs to be a literal, historical, grammatical hermeneutic and typological, analogical. Uh, and so in that hermeneutic, in the way that we read scripture, uh, we would see more continuity between the Old and the New Testament um, than John MacArthur or a dispensationalist would see. And again, as a disclaimer, doing, you know, not straw manning, but iron manning Dr. MacArthur, he would be self-described as not a hardline dispensationalist as some, but a leaky dispensationalist. So uh, what's the big difference between Reformed Baptist versus Calvinistic Baptist? Well, the overarching difference is the confession of faith. Within the confession of faith, what are some of the specific tenets? Um, the Sabbath, covenant theology versus dispensationalism, um, things like that. And then within covenant theology, most, as far as I'm aware, pretty much all covenant guys, rather than dispensational, um, are either all mill or post mill in their eschatology. Whereas again, most, if not all dispensationalists are pre-mill in their eschatology. So the eschatology piece would be another difference that, that we would have between a Calvinistic Baptist and a Reformed Baptist. So those are some of the things, uh, some of the differences uh, between a Calvinistic Baptist and a Reformed Baptist, but both underneath the larger banner of evangelicalism. Evangelical not being a denomination, um, but rather the large overarching banner uh, to describe uh, simply gospel-believing Christians in multiple denominations that would fall underneath uh, that header. Our sponsors, Private Family Banking Partners, is on a mission to help Christians live out the Dominion mandate by making a stealth-like move away from the mainstream banks and into their own privatized banking system. This innovative system is designed to guarantee uninterrupted compound interest and tax-free growth without exposure to typical stock market risk. To join this growing community that is already building wealth unto future generations and converting post-mill talk into post-mill action, contact private family banking partner Chuck DeLotteronte at his email chuck at privatefamilybanking.com. That's Chuck at privatefamilybanking.com. Set up an appointment and receive a free copy of Chuck's new book, Protect Your Money Now, How to Build Multi-Generational Wealth Outside of Wall Street and Avoid the Coming Banking Meltdown. Go to the links in the show notes below. 
Are you looking for a Christian-owned and operated cattle company that delivers high-quality beef to your doorstep? If so, you'll love Mercy Meadows Ranch. Our friends at Mercy Meadows share our values and vision, making the Dominion mandate a reality. They raise top-quality beef without any vaccines, hormones, or antibiotics. To celebrate their fall bulk beef launch, they're giving away a free 10-pound box of ground beef to one of our listeners. You could be the winner of this amazing grass-fed, grain-finished beef. Are you looking for beef to fill the freezer? Then check out their delicious steaks, roast, fajitas, and ground beef shipped free directly to your door. Don't miss this chance to enter this incredible giveaway. Just click the link in the description below to enter the giveaway. Mercy Meadows Ranch is the best choice for Christian families who want to eat healthy and support Christians serving Christians. 